Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. If you miss any part of the show, including Momo, who was hanging out for an entire hour, talking some NBA with us, subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you want to win $360, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow at 430. Our poor, poor buddy Josh Gideon from Fullerton did not call back because here's the rules. We're giving away money. Show me at, the money. At 430, we're going to be calling out a name. You have 20 minutes to call back. If you don't call within those 20 minutes, it rolls over. It doubles up. So from 180, it goes to 360 tomorrow. If someone else doesn't call in tomorrow, it goes to 540. So here's the deal. The next 16 weekdays, we are going to be giving away cash at the at the very least $180. You can enter this contest by simply texting the word MISSION, M-I-S-S-I-O-N, to 40705. Text the word MISSION to 40705. Listen each and every weekday at 4.30 in the afternoon for a new name to be announced. So make sure you do it. I'm just saying. Get money. money. Um, Money. Real quick, before we um, talk about the Super Bowl, uh, I found something today that I posted in (laughs) in uh, in the text chat for our show. And it was directed to Laura because Laura has told us, Elsie, in the past that she is allergic to peanuts, right? And we talked about nut allergies a ton with her. And I found uh, a thing on Twitter that says that peanuts are not actually nuts. They're legumes. They're beans? Yeah. No. Yeah. So Laura frantically went into the Google. Laura, what what happened there when you got that text? Okay, so when I got that text, I said, he has to be joking. But then I saw where you got it, and I was like, it couldn't be that. So I Googled it, and it's legit. They're not nuts. But I'm allergic to peanuts. So I'm like, what other things am I allergic to that I didn't know? And I'm like, I'm Mexican. I love beans. So I had to, I literally went down a rabbit hole on Google and like Wikipedia trying to see like, <laughs> did I need to go to an allergist doctor to get some sort of test because right. I've never had issues. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. I'm good with almonds. almonds. I'm good with pecans. I'm good with cashews. Like I'm good with all of that except peanuts. Right now. And I thought of it because I'm like, girl, you're Latina. Okay, we we beans all day. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the, this is a problem. Like you need to go back into your entire uh, food history, basically. Yeah, I'm good, Quite man. Problematic. I'm good. I love beans. I love any. I love hummus. Okay, chickpeas are yeah, in yeah. that. In that, like it, it literally said chickpeas. I was like, don't take my hummus away. Like my beans and my hummus. Like what? No. You know what I mean? But I'm good. Have you ever got one of those allergy tests at the doctor where they? Prick you with a bunch of different things? Yeah, on the back. They yeah. do like a bunch of, it yeah. sucks. But I'm yeah. I'm only allergic to peanuts. Okay. All right. We're just so checking. I was looking out for you. I appreciate that, yeah. you know, because people will be here trying to feed me peanuts. I remember Raj, when he found out, he was like, do you want peanuts? I'm like, nah, bro. I'm good. No shock. That's attempted murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Attempted murder. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, I, for those that did not know, peanuts, not a nut. It is legitimately a legume. So are they going to move it now? To like, to like a different category? Section? like Oh, so you put it like, like the, the bean aisle store. is what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-mm. You should at your local Ralph's, right? I mean, you if know, you feel that strongly about it as an industry, you should go ahead and rep yourself. Yeah. You could stand put out more that Put tomatoes in way. the fruits. Yeah. Put the peanuts See? with the beans. 
Tomatoes are fruit, and you have that on pizza, so pineapple belongs on pizza. I'm just oh, saying. Mind blown. Go. Look at that. She just <laughs> twisted this around. Back to that just conversation. Just saying. Just saying. <sighs> Speaking of getting twisted around, Patrick Mahomes could get twisted around a little bit, LZ. So the Kansas okay. City Chiefs are the first team in NFL history that will play in the Super Bowl missing both their starting tackles that they had in week one. So we had Kirk Morrison on earlier today, and we asked Kirk who he liked in the Super Bowl, and he brought up something that you and I and the crew talked about in our show meeting when it came to those tackles missing and Tampa Bay's great rush uh, defense, like their, their pass rushers. So here's what Kirk said. I'm going with age. I'm going with the experience. I'm going with the GOAT. I think the Kansas City Chiefs banged up. They won't have the two starting tackles that started the Super Bowl last year in Super Bowl 54. I think Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett are going to have a field day. I got the Buccaneers winning 31-27, and Tom Brady is your Super Bowl 55 MVP, winning his seventh <laughs> championship, passing Michael Jordan. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So those two guys, Shaq Barrett and JPP, LZ, according to Next Gen Stats, average getting into the pocket area in 1.5 seconds. Now, fast. that is real damn fast. Now, Patrick Mahomes, his escapability is probably as good as we've seen, right, historically, mm-hmm. at least in the conversation, right, when you factor in, like, probably Michael Vick is probably number one uh, if we had to go that route. Um, but he's in that conversation, a very short yeah. list of people. Um, how do you feel that could change the game coming up this Sunday? I don't think it's going to be. I expect Sunday to be a shootout, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. I expect it to be a shootout. I, I expect both teams to, because, you know, the, the Buccaneers, they take serious shots downfield. Serious shot, but they have a quarterback who's also patient enough to bait the defense into sinking in so that they can take those shots. And then when you look at, you know, obviously KC, like they can get like 15 yards of play consistently all the way down the field. So when I look at these two teams and I go, okay, you have really good defenses if you're the if you're the Bucks, you have a sound enough defense if you're the Chiefs. But it's really your offense that really is going to be the star. And so I hear what you're saying, George, in terms of, you know, who's missing from the offensive line for the Chiefs. But I think at the end of the day, they're not going to be able to contain him. The best they can hope is to score with him. And I expect both teams to score with 30 points on Sunday. Wow. See, uh, I feel like this one – now, I don't think it's going to be as low scoring as last year with the Niners. You know, the Niners' defense was – had that thing – you know, on lock for a minute yeah. until, you know, he, you know, Patrick Mahomes did crazy Patrick Mahomes things, right, right. Uh, in that right. fourth quarter. However, I do think that – I think it'll be higher scoring than that. But what did, what did you say, 37-34? Is that what you said? I said both teams would score over 30 points. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, I, I could see the winning team getting over 30. But I, I, I could see that. I've been, you know, I'm like 30 to 27 in that range. So I'm not that far off from you. And I, I will. I want to see if Patrick Mahomes, you know, can take care of the ball against a ball hawking uh, secondary that we've seen from that particular group, and the combination of that pass rush. Their linebackers are fantastic. They both can rush the passer, Tampa Bay, uh, and certainly drop into coverage. Levante David, you know, is one of the best linebackers in all of the sport. 
I, I really feel like we're going to have a really fun chess match in that game. I, I just feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a scoring fest where, you know, both teams realize that field goals aren't going to win it. And you may see a lot of fourth down calls, especially anything inside the 40. Mm-hmm. And I could just see both teams just putting up tons of numbers because, you know, KC can't do anything with Mike Evans. Right. And nobody can do anything with Travis Kelsey or Reek. So right. I'm just thinking, you know, it's going to be a shootout. That's just kind of like what I'm sensing right now based upon the personnel of both squads as well as their defenses are good. But, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call them like the Ravens or the Bears either. No, no, no. They're not that. They're not that. But I don't know if we'll ever do you ever do you think we'll ever get something like that again in this era of football with the rules skewed towards the uh the offense the way they are? Um I do believe that we will see that again. But I don't think it's going to be a defense that's led by a personality like an Erlacher or a Ray Lewis or in our right. case you know um, oh. Aaron Donald oh, oh I think oh, it's oh, just going to oh, be just a well schemed defense with outstanding players that's just going to be hard to score against what do you like think the way that the Rams offense is built where there's no clear alpha dog on alpha on offense it's just microaggression cuts like let me ask you a question because yep. I know you do a great Ray Lewis impersonation because I've oh, been boy. there when you've done it how would Ray Lewis react to that question? Can I ask Ray Lewis that question? Which question would it be? Uh, Ray, do you believe that there will ever be another Ravens-style defense considering the way the rules have changed in the NFL? Is there another Buddha? <laughs> do you know of multiple Jesuses? <laughs> Is there one Nile or are there two Niles? <laughs> no. There will never be. Another defense as good as ours. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It just means you should set your sights in a more rational place to be. <laughs> it's okay to want to shoot for the sky. Just know you ain't going to get there. You know where you nailed it? When you said hours. And then you went really fast when you talked after that. <laughs> I spent a lot of time watching him. Because I'm trying to figure out how was he the only black man in America who could be accused of murdering somebody and still sell like a like a like a drink. <laughs> he, still, like you know still, what? It happened. It, it, it happened. Him and OJ, right? It, like it that's it. I'm, I'm just, but not even OJ. When OJ was accused. OJ couldn't sell anything after that. He, yes, right. he tried. He did try. Ray came out and he was like making us drink Powerade. And I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> was it vitamin water? <laughs> It was like, what are those drinks? I was like, maybe we are post-racial. Because <laughs> I didn't think he could make a comeback. Oh, but I looked so up, funny. and next thing I know, was it vitamin water or was it Powerade? I think I it think was vitamin it was, water. I think it was vitamin water. And then he was working with us. <laughs> and then he was working with us. And then he wrote a book, and then we couldn't ask him any real questions. Right. <laughs> it was crazy. So funny. Oh, man. Oh, it was great. good. Right. You know what? He's a battler, man. He, he is. 
He made it work. I need yep. to find out which commercial it was because I, I'm gonna look I, it up in the break. I'm gonna I look looked it up. up and I was yeah. like, wait a minute, is he selling stuff? <laughs> uh, well, Anthony Davis has been selling a lot of stuff since the championship. He's been in a lot of commercials, but his play has not been as strong as it has in previous years, LZ. We're going to tell you what's going on with AD in three minutes. We'll get back to Sedano and LZ in a second. 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, my gosh. LZ. Play this Sir. song. Crank this up, Laura, for a second. So, first of all, I love this song by Digital Underground. Second of all, I was flipping on cable the other day, and what came up was one of my favorite documentaries, Tupac Resurrection, okay? And... The part where Tupac talks about being part of the digital underground is tremendous, okay? Like, it just, it really is, like, when you think about who he became, to <laughs> to think about, because people forget, like, this was a dude that could, you know, Juilliard type, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he could sing, he could act, he could dance, he could do everything. And I mean dance, like, like dance, like, not just dance, like, dance like a ballet dancer. And, you know, he was trained in all these different arts. But the digital underground part of it is just always been fascinating to me because of how different his style was after the fact. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, is, it is almost feels as if he was doing digital underground just to get his foot in the door. He did. That's what it was. Yep. And once that happened, then he was like, okay, this is the real me. Right. Which is funny because I never felt as if digital underground was like trash. No. They were fun. Like it wasn't like the Real Housewives or some show or something like that. No, like no. They, I felt they were legit. My, my cut was same song. Oh, oh the world, same, same song. song. Yeah, that was that was that was my ish. Yeah, but I never thought of them as clowns. You know, like no. I didn't think they were like Young MC. I didn't think they were like you know one of those. Right. So it is interesting that he still saw them as a stepping stone to what he really wanted to do. Yeah, it is pretty wild. But they were hot, man, for a minute back in those days. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a gimmick with the nose and everything, right. but the flow was legit. The flow was legit, so I couldn't argue with it. Yeah, pretty fun stuff. There is the same song right there. Ah, oh, that bass line. Mm. Here, crank that up, girl. Crank that up. There we go. See, the young people, they don't know about this, George. They don't. They don't. They don't. This is back when music didn't require you to be little. <laughs> that is a you good could be point. big. <laughs> you could be regular size. You didn't have to be little. Yeah, that is an excellent point by you. Uh, so, LZ, speaking of big, mm-hmm. AD and Jokic, the matchup tomorrow. It's crazy because we don't, you know, usually we talk about every matchup with LeBron, Le- excuse me, with LeBron in the particular discussion. And I'm not saying that we won't talk about LeBron in this discussion, but, you know, AD has had some challenges, right, with Jokic in the past. And Mm -hmm. Jokic is playing at an MVP level. Jokic is in really good shape for Jokic. And 
he's been carrying them. They, remember, they started pretty slow, and he has put them on his back, and he has been MVP Jokic so far this season, or you know, he's he's, he's at least in my top five at the moment. It, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting battle for an Anthony Davis whose numbers are some of the worst that he's had in like seven years. Yeah, yeah, I'm not so much worried about the numbers as much as the matchup. And, you know, I, I said it during, you know, the free agency frenzy, and I've been saying it consistently ever since, and I'm going to say it again now. I don't believe the Lakers get past the Denver Nuggets as easily as we did in five games without Dwight Howard being able to lay some wood on Jokic for right. significant minutes. And seeing AD try to work with Jokic on the block and really just being overpowered for the most part. Like Jokic is just a crafty and a big guy, broad shoulders, really, really strong, thick base, and crafty as hell. And he just seemed to be able to get whatever he wanted against AD whenever he wanted to. Now, AD had the same advantage on the other side, but that's not Laker basketball. You score, I score, you score, I score. Laker basketball is we score, you don't. Mm-hmm. We score again, you still didn't. Right. You just scored a third time, now you got to call a timeout. That's Laker basketball. So it is going to be interesting to see how we manage this because I don't think Marcus Saul can play more than 15 to 20 minutes a game, and Trez is too small. So it's going to be interesting to see how this matchup plays off, especially given how well Jokic is playing, to your point. Man, it is going to be a fascinating dynamic um, because, you know, I feel like Jokic has taken a lot of heat over the years, right, because he wasn't a capable defender. But would you say that he's graduated to at least a capable defender at this stage of his career? Um, I would say he's interested and he's active. I would never say Jokic gets so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, I no, would never no, no, say but, that. <laughs> but I don't think he I don't think he's a pushover like he once was. No, no, ago. no, he's not. He's yeah. not. He tries. Yeah. He tries. Right. And that's all you need from a guy that talented on offense. Is to try. Just be engaged. Yeah, he's he's engaged and he's yeah. long and he's an excellent defensive rebounder. Um he's not a great offensive rebounder, but that has more to do with where he is on offense than his ability to actually rebound. But defensively, you know, he's something to deal with. He can, he's he blocks shots. He certainly can deter shots. No, he's a, he's legit. Like the MVP candidates are him, and Joel Embiid, and obviously Bron, and you know I would even toss in you know like, you know one of the one of those Celtic guys, whether it's Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Like those are my MVP guys right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, Like, Michael Porter Jr., though, to me, is the key to their success, right? Like, I think if if he balls out, they're good. Yep. Yep. I I would agree with you. He, um, first of all, his athleticism is bonkers. Dude got hops. (laughs) They're just like really, really, like, top five drafty sort of hops, like, at, from an athletics point of view. And his shot, his stroke is so pure. He's got beautiful form. Mm-hmm. 
So when you have a, a guy like that who's young, who has great bounce, and who has like a fantastic pure stroke, he's going to be problematic for anyone. Compounded by the fact that, you know, at this point, he's either the third or second best player on the team. Right. So this is a franchise that's coming. That's coming for all the goodies we have. And when you really take a... LZ, oh, we lost him. I thought maybe it was me for a second. Um, yeah, we lost LZ. Okay. Yeah, look, I, I just feel like when you look at this situation, man, with Denver, they, they're on the come up, uh, and they, I think they got there faster than we needed to, or that they needed to, excuse me. Um, and if I'm the Lakers, though, I'm not worried about them by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I'm not worried at all about that team because I still feel like they need one more piece. And maybe that piece is Michael Porter Jr. blowing up. Maybe it is adding Bradley Beal. But they are one move short, I think, at this point from being a real championship-type contender. All right, let's take a quick break. Coming up next, the Golden Globes are out. LZ and I are going to talk a little TV. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. So Lakers tomorrow. Don't forget that. Also, don't forget your chance to win $360. Got to listen at 4.30. We had a rollover today because we didn't get a call back. But how do you win that $360? Very simple. You got to register. And the way you register is texting the word MISSION. M-I-S-S-I-O-N. To the number 40705. Text the word MISSION to 40705. And you have your shot at $360. And if somebody don't show up tomorrow, because here's the deal, you only get 20 minutes once you hear your name at 430. So basically at 430, we say the name. You got till 450. And at 450, we don't hear from you. It rolls over. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Yep, it'll be 540 the next day. And that's how this works. So that's the deal. LZ, Golden Globes. Nominations are out. Ugh. What's what happened? What 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 what? Oh, it's just so many questions, and I should not get caught up in the questions. You know, I should just be like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't need this validation. Blah blah blah. But for some reason, this year bothered me. <laughs> right. Why that? Just bothered me. Starting with that Emily in Paris being nominated for multiple Golden Globes. Okay. Well, why, I don't understand. Why, I, I didn't watch that show, so I don't know. What, what is the deal there? It's not good. Oh, okay. It's not that good. It's not funny. It's not interesting. I don't care what happens to her in Paris or New York. It just isn't good. I'm also trying to figure out how is Hamilton nominated for all these awards. It's like it wasn't, a, it wasn't cinema. They recorded a theatrical production. And it was nominated for like these cinematic awards. And I'm like going, this doesn't make any sense. Why isn't I Will Destroy You nominated? The Five Bloods from Spike Lee. Like, there's so much, George. There's so much. 
Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm good with. How about Ted Lasso? How much did Ted Lasso get? Not enough. Mm. Not enough. I, I love Sudeikis. Sudeikis was nominated for. Um, Jason Sudeikis was nominated for Best Actor. Um, the show itself was nominated, I think, for Best Comedy. But no supporting, no writing. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, I, look, I, I look at, did Bridgerton get nominated for anything? Um, It was after the. Um, oh, after the cutoff? Because everybody's into that. What is it with these British shows that everybody loves? I I have not watched an episode. Okay, but it's actually really good. It is. It. it I. I What's so good about it. it though? How good? Listen, man. How good could that show really be? Good enough for me to watch the whole season in less than a week. Good enough for me to after watching the show, I went and downloaded the soundtrack. It's pretty good, I think. Wait, 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 wait. There's a soundtrack to Bridgerton. Oh, it's dope too. Wait, what it's do you so mean it's dope? Like, what are we talking? What, what, what's so dope about it? Because what they've done is taken familiar songs of today and made them into classical music. So mm. at first you're like going, "Wait a minute, why would they do that?" But then you remember that the songs of that time period were essentially pop songs for them. Right. <laughs> Those were their jams. So, you know, she spun it forward so that a song like Thank You Next gets this classical mu- music treatment. And so there's a sense of, oh, I know this. But the way that they kind of flipped it on his head with the string and the arrangement, you're like going, damn, that's dope. Right. No, it's, 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 a, it's really well done. And I don't know, you know, what people in that time period all looked like. I just know she didn't do anything but cast fine as MFs in this version of it. Like, ain't nobody ugly. She was, <laughs> she was doing, she's like, this is a no ugly zone. Yeah. Everybody in this time period is going to be hot. They're going to be fit. There's going to be lots of nudity and sex. Yeah. And there's going to be stripped down music. Um, Laura, is there a TV show you're into right now? Honestly, no. I mean, I watch Netflix, but I watch like girlfriends, things that I used to watch when I was growing up, you know? Damn, girl, are you reminiscing? Yeah, I was. I binge watched that. I'm like, oh, man. You need to watch Ted Lasso. Really? Yep. Okay, because the last time, what was the one that George gave me last time out? Parks and Rec. I fell asleep on the first. Like go for it. Y'all need to be quiet. Not your show. Parks Wait your and turn. Rec is a good show. No, the no, first no. season was a little iffy, but it was only six episodes or something like no, that. No, no, yeah, yeah. So I ended up doing the second season, which was really good. Yeah. But I got into school, so I had to cut it. So I haven't actually finished it. So that's on my to-do mm-hmm. list, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Greg, I would you encourage have you to watch Ted Lasso. Okay, I got you. Ted Lasso is a fantastic show. It's very, very underrated, and it's, mm. it should be nominated for a lot more things. I'm actually going backwards, and I'm rewatching Breaking Bad right now. So, and go back, go watch all of Parks and Rec, Laura. Please, it is a fantastic show. I've never watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, it's so oh, good. good. What, George? Yay! Oh, it's you know so why? Good. It's very simple. The first three episodes were boring as hell, and that's my rule. If your show is boring as hell in three episodes, I ain't watching. Mm-hmm. Wait, which oh. show is this? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. How is it boring? <laughs> those I've first three episodes. It. That first, everybody, it listen, man. Those first three episodes they, were snoozers. They, 
with a science teacher dying of cancer. How is that yep. boring? Snoozer. That's sad. That's, I've right. never watched it. I mean, that's just depressing. I don't want a depressing show now. I'm like, ugh. Then watch Ted Lasso and get happy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I, I like Ted Lasso. I'm good. Anything Sudeikis, I'm, I'm rolling with. Like, I'm fantastic for that. No, he, um, he's really good. And it actually is such a perfect series for where we are today. Like, I, I felt like the last season of Shit's Creek and Ted Lasso back-to-back is exactly what this nation needed for this time period. Just like reminders of what's important, um, reminders to try to like be good and put good out in the world, reminders to the love and to treat family and friends with respect and treasure them. Like those two shows, I felt out of all the categories, I felt as if you know the Golden Globes got those two shows right because it was like we needed that as a nation after the year we just had in 2020. Oh, look, Shit's Creek is fantastic, dude. That is a great, great show. Like, um, I actually just started rewatching it. Oh, just to... Just why not? Just why not? Yeah. Greg, did you finish watching Shit's Creek? Yeah, I did. And it really did. It was a really happy ending. I love how it ended. So, yeah, that was a great uh, recommendation by you. Well, endings are hard to nail on good shows. Well, but I think it's harder to nail a good ending on a TV show that goes longer. Like, you know, that lasts for longer? Yeah. It was like it's eight a shorter seasons. series. Like, Schitt's Creek was, what, five seasons? Um, yeah, I think it was about five seasons. Yeah, so it's easier it to nail that, story. I think. Perfect little story. Like, it wasn't like Modern Family, right? That just kept dragging on and on and on, and the sun grew facial hair. You might go, what are we doing here? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I love the show. I love the cast. I love the writing, all that stuff. All right, let's take a break. Scott Kaplan's coming up for a little crosstalk. Uh, he's going to be our new partner beginning on Monday, so we'll do a little crosstalk with Cap. Stick around. Sedano and LZ back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, time for Crosstalk. Scott Kaplan will be joining us on Monday. Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Uh, Cap, what do you got going on tonight? What's going on in the house? Like, forget about the show. I want to know what is going on tonight. Like, what's been for dinner? Uh, are you having the early bird tonight? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, so I had kind of a weird night where I got home and I had to pick my daughter up. And, um, and I was like, you know, we need to eat something. And she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, um, I don't know why, but I just, like, want pizza. And she said, that sounds like fire. And so... I went out and grabbed a little pie, a little pizza pie, mm. you know, salad. And, um, and that's really not much going on here, George. Pretty, uh, pretty quiet around here right now. My 14-year-old daughter's doing homework. My, my friend Jason Lawhead, who rides shotgun usually on Thursday nights, but he's here in the house tonight. And um, we're going to live stream. We're going to do radio. And as far as what's coming up on the show, I have absolutely zero idea what's coming up on tonight's show. Zippo. That's the way I like it. Just kind of roll with it. 
Yeah. It's one of those nights. That's, that's what we like to do when Lawhead comes in. We turn it into a jam session where when you have a, a comedian who really knows sports and he starts talking and rolling, I don't know where things are going to go. And then we just, we just throw it all out when Lawhead comes in. So that's really what we're doing tonight. Hi, LZ. Hey there, Cap. What's going on, man? You know, just plucking away. Pluck, pluck. (laughs) Yeah? What do you got going on tonight? Well, let's see. I have a script to write for an ABC piece that I'm doing, and I have a LA Times column I just got edits back on that I need to clean up for tomorrow. It's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, so my work is just ramping up. Time's your deadline tonight. Um, I don't really know. I don't pay attention to deadlines. That's a <laughs> there are no deadlines for LZ. That's, that's not a creative person's construct. Deadlines. <laughs> well, I guess I think of it in the old school way that you might have to have it in by a certain time so that it gets published for the morning paper. But I guess no one really cares, right? Like it's it's digital, isn't that the thing? I mean. Thanks. I mean, I, I, you know, my pieces still get printed in the, the paper form. But to your point, um, what comes out first is digital, which is a lot more flexible. All right. So you don't have you're not under the, the gun tonight. You're not under pressure tonight. Oh, I'm still under the gun. It just isn't that close <laughs> to me. I mean, there is a, a, a deadline ish, right? <laughs> it's a suggestion of a time period. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That? Yeah. Can you tell us what it's about? Um, sure. Uh, the piece is on criminal justice reform and I am working on a piece that's asking Congress to pass a certain law. Wow, man, you got a lot going on, dude. I mean, those are real things. We're sitting here talking about Deshaun Watson and the Raiders most days. And then we don't realize LZ's actually got grown folk stuff to discuss. Yeah, really. That's grown folk stuff too. (laughs) That is grown folk stuff as well. Grown folks do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, that's deep stuff, though, you're dealing with. I'll tell you that right now. You know, I love it, though. You know, watching C-SPAN, digging through old, like, bills from Congress, watching documentaries. Like, I would, I would do that anyway, so it's nice to be paid for it. Now, yeah. I don't watch C-SPAN regularly, but I do watch John <laughs> Oliver all the time. And obviously, he spends a lot of time uh, watching C-SPAN, or his, his production staff does. Yeah. And they do such a great job of going through that you know they do that like talk show style show where people are literally calling in like it, it, the the type of craziness like if you think like sports talk radio callers are oh wacky and crazy and say all sorts of insane stuff if you go watch you can just pull it up on youtube on from john oliver's uh, show and just see the versions that they cut up and now they splice all this stuff together uh, with the magic of production but it really is Normally, you'd think, ah, C-SPAN, snoozer, boring. That one show, I forget the name of the host, but that one show that he always highlights, just the type of calls he gets are just insane. (laughs) No, it's it's quite remarkable because you're like sitting there and you go, huh, did you think this through before dialing or did you just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of your pants? (laughs) Yeah, I can't say I put much time in with C-SPAN. Well, it's, I mean, it's, I don't you know, blame you, to be honest. It's, Let's be it's, it's not like I'm, getting, you know, it's not like getting the record ratings. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, it's okay. You know, I'm a, I'm a wonk, you know, yeah. and I, 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 I like that. I like the, the debates and the conversations and interviews and stuff like that, because I'm 
I'm a big believer in remembering the history. That's what the role of journalism is. We're supposed to be documenting our day so that tomorrow knows what happened yesterday. Oh, man, I could never be a journalist either. <laughs> Too many details, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, you have to be right about stuff. You can't just say stuff, you know? It's yeah, easier being on radio. You could. Oh, man, I just found out some great news. Tell What's us. That? Richard Marks has a memoir coming out in Ooh. July. I Richard, was the biggest Richard Marks fan growing up. Richard Marks, first of all, great hair. I wonder great if he hair. does he still have the great hair? <laughs> Insane you think? hair. That it's was still, such he great still has video great hair. hair. It's just shorter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was so hairsprayed. You know what I mean? It was like very nice. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And, no, no, and was, such a good strong. musician could play the piano, right? Like had so many different talents. Oh, amazing songwriter, um, you know, strong singer, to your point, can play all the different instruments, just a real, like, like musician, you know, like just a, like a badass musician. So his song, Don't Mean Nothing, I repeat a line from that song at least once a week, at least once a week for like the last you know, what is it, 20-some years, 25 years, whatever that song was released. And the line is, it don't mean nothing till they sign it on the dotted line. <laughs> and when the first song came out, I was like, oh, you know, just singing it and not really thinking about the implications. But obviously in this industry, you realize they're going, oh, bruh was dropping some pearls right there. <laughs> he, was, he was giving you a heads up, you know? <laughs> I, I, where does he rank on like the ballad list? Like because that was an era, that, you know, the seventies, eighties, and nineties were just a fantastic era of like ballads from solo artists um, to R and B artists to rock and roll artists. Right, like there were so many different genres that were all doing ballads, and. It really was, it, it just, it didn't matter what the background of the music was or the genre. Like, everybody was just doling out ballads back yeah. then. Yeah, even hair bands. Like, hair bands would come up with ballads. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? Like, power uh, ballads is what they were called. Correct. Yeah. Power yeah. ballads. That I love, power like, ballads. I love, like, like, Sister Christian, you know? Like, a, that's a power ballad to me. You guys know that song? Yeah, Sister Warren, Christian? Heaven from Warren. Yeah. Mm. Heaven. I, I was listening last night, some Journey came on. And I was like, listen to how Steve Perry, can, he's so good. And he could make like a hard rock band or like a good rock and roll band. He could make them, you know, have like a really sappy ballad. He was so good, Steve yeah. Perry. Peter Cetera, also the king Peter of the Cetera. 80s ballad, I feel like. Really yeah, Chicago. Good yeah. My yeah, favorite good ballad, section. power ballad from that era to this day is Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's favorites. a good one. That one is a good one. Yeah. That is my that is my ish. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's written fantastically. I love the analogies. And every now and then, when I'm on the airplane and I got to finish something on a pseudo deadline and I'm typing away, I tell myself, I'm a cowboy. Yeah, sometimes I on sleep. On a steel horse I ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's exactly... Yeah, I don't even know if that's their best ballad. Like, Bon Jovi also had Never Say Goodbye, which was mm, an excellent great ballad. Song. Yeah. Love great Never song. Love Never Say Goodbye. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can go – Def Leppard had Love Bites, right? 
Yeah, um, yeah. I don't love Def Leppard. I, I wouldn't put that in, in this category. Yeah. How can you not like a band that had a one-armed drummer? I like the one-armed drummer. I, I like, like that. One-armed drummer. It was very revolutionary. You know, I mean, they but made the best the of what they got. Yeah, come, here it is, right here. Here we go. S- sometimes I stop Not for days. days. Yeah, the people I meet. Like this is a generalist song, as far as I'm concerned. Like if you cover politics or or you're a beat writer for a sports team, you totally identify with these lyrics. Uh, November rain. November Where does rain. that one rank on the ballad list? November Rain. November Rain. I got Patience actually above November Rain. Patience really? November Rain, the, the video, the music video oh, for the November Rain better. was incredible. Yeah, the, vi- the video is way better. I just thought the idea that I'm just going to start this song off whistling and make you listen to me whistle for like 20 minutes before I start singing, it's just like <laughs> superstar <laughs> badass moment. Yeah. Oh, wait, how did I miss this one? Like, I, I, I was just thinking about this. How about every rose has its thorn? It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Really good. Like, that's like the, a top five or ten ballad all time for I'll sure. Throw, I'll throw this one at you. You ready okay. for this? Go ahead. Motley Crue. Ooh. Um, Motley Crue. Home? home Sweet Home. Home yeah. Sweet Home. Yeah. 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 Ario Speedwagon. What was the name of that song? Can't Fight This Feeling, right? Can't Fight This Feeling. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Oh, there one. we go. Come on. Sad, yeah, it is good. This was like 10-year-old me, I think, or 11-year-old me into <laughs> What about song. Tesla's Signs? You guys remember that song? Ooh, is that, is Signs a ballad? The Signs think, get qualified as a ballad? I think that's more mid-tempo now that you bring it up, yeah. Signs, Signs, everywhere is Sign. Yeah. Do you consider Marvin Gaye Let's Get It On as a ballad? Let's Get It On? Yeah. Now, see, that's a different genre altogether. Yeah, right. That's, that's baby-making music. That yeah. is baby-making mm-hmm. music. Yeah. We, we were in power ballads, and then we moved over <laughs> into, like, pop rock ballads, and now you're in straight-up repopulating the earth ballads. Right, but you got to <laughs> repopulate the earth. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you this know? works even when you're not trying to repopulate the earth. You're just practicing. Yeah. Well, I'm always trying to repopulate the earth, and I'm gay, yeah. which is extra work. <laughs> Yeah, I'm straight and I'm shooting blanks. How about that? Uh oh. Hey now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get the oh. surgery? Oh Ooh. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. After the fourth kid. Obviously. Right. Yeah. After the fourth one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Decided yeah. to put the gun away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put it back in the holster, cowboy. <laughs> and now we've gone full circle. We're right back to "Wanted Dead or Alive" by Bon Jovi. There you go. And that is your show, people. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. That'll, that's, that'll be what you get on Monday. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Cap, yes, sir. Uh, are, are we talking to you again this week? Because I don't even know the damn schedule anymore. Um, I've kind of given up on the schedule around here. Oh, so we got I, Friday to talk Super Bowl with you. All right, yeah. so let's do this. Yeah. Let's talk a little Deportes here. Um, Deshaun Watson. Yes. The Raiders stuff that's out there. Yep, Why would he that. even want to play for the Raiders? Why would Deshaun Watson want to play for the Raiders? Would you if you were him? Well, it starts off with how badly does he want out of Houston? Because when the new coach got to Houston, he stood up at a press conference and went, yeah, the reason I took this job is because Deshaun Watson's our quarterback. And everybody's like, yeah, but, dude, have you not been hearing what he's been saying? He's not been bashful. And he's like, yeah, I know. But the thing is, that's why I took the job. And we're like, okay. And then I love that that he's formally requested a trade because – Saying it out loud in public apparently wasn't formal. You have to send it in an email to make a formality. And so if you're Deshaun Watson and you desperately want out of Houston 
and you look at the Raiders and you say, okay, new market, new stadium, entertainment-type capital, uh, Gruden's a character. I mean, why, why not? I mean, if you want out of Houston, what's, what's – I think the Raiders are a better opportunity. Yeah, listen, that organization is trash. The Raiders? No. No, I mean, the, the, John Gruden has a lot to be desired, but – the Houston Texans are trash. Agreed. That's an organization. Agreed. And, you know, they have done some things that some consider to be racist. They have certainly done some things to Deshaun that many consider to be, you know, not considerate of your franchise QB in terms of, like, getting input the way you promised you would. And I feel bad for the new coach who just finally got a shot to be a head coach thinking that that guy was going to be his QB. But I don't think Deshaun needs to worry about that. He needs to worry about himself. He needs to make sure his agent stays on top of it, that you don't get lulled into sleep and then end up playing for a franchise you don't want to play for and end up spending the entire season just being bitter. So... I want the coach, the new coach in Houston to do well, but he's he ain't going to do it with Deshaun. Deshaun's got to bounce. I don't give a damn what Brett Favre hypocritical ass got to say. Deshaun's got to go. What Brett Favre say? Man, that oh, trash he said dude. that he, we can make too much money, that you got to uh, – here's the quote. You get paid a ton of money to do a certain job. Just do it. Let the chips fall where they may. I think we make too much money to voice an opinion – but I'm not saying he's wrong. Again, I think it's a different day and time. It'll be interesting to see how the organization handles it. Oh, wow. Wow. Somebody got Brett Favre off the tractor, or and like he, he took off his sports sleeve that he was wearing while he was rocking his tractor, and he took the, the, the like, blade of grass out of, right? That's out what of his that mouth. Thing is called, right? Yeah, Copperfit. <laughs> took the blade of grass out of his mouth, and they're like, hey, Brett, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? He's like, man, I'm telling you, they make too much money, these guys today, to have an opinion. Me, back in my day, I just showed up and played every day. I mean, really? How, who got Brett Favre? Who found Brett Favre? But it wasn't true. It was Yahoo Sports. Oh, yeah. thank you. But it was never true. The way that Brett Favre did Green Bay on the way out. Right. The way he did the Jets on the way out. Yep. And now he's going to sit up here and talk about what? Standing up and, and honoring your contract and all. Man, sit down and shut up. The next time someone comes to you for an interview, you should ask them, is it about my sleeve or my jeans? Because I shouldn't be talking about any more NFL right now. <laughs> right. Listen to me. If you want to talk about Wranglers, I'm your guy. You want I'm to talk about guy. this sleeve right here? I'm the right guy to talk to. You want to talk about riding on a tractor and cutting the lawn all day long? I'm your guy. No, uh, he's just been straight trash for like a while. And I don't know why we keep going to him for insight because – it's one thing if someone says something that's controversial and people don't agree with, but it's their honest belief based upon their experiences and blah, 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 blah. That's fine and dandy. But if you do all that while also contradicting every single thing you've done in your life, I'm going to tune you out. Because now you're just playing, you know, to use the phrase, Monday morning quarterback, and anyone can do that. Right. I'm coming to you to give me some fresh takes, not to rehash your history. Yeah. Yeah. Cap. Yes, sir. What do you got coming up in the future? Forget about history. What do you got coming up tonight? I have no idea. You got, you, I mean, you got the comedian guy. I Pump him up one more time. Dude, my man Jason Lawhead is coming in here. You two guys would love this guy, and here's why. Because I think 
he's one of the smartest basketball talkers that you've ever heard. Okay. And and so he's a really smart basketball talker. He's got opinions about everything going on in sports. He's a he's a stand-up comedian. He's going to be in Vegas all weekend playing at the Tropicana at the Laugh Factory because they actually are going to put crowds in a comedy club in Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend. And so I throw it all out when Lawhead comes in, and who knows what's going to happen tonight. All right. I love it. That's what I want to hear. We're going to tune in to make sure we find out what the hell happens. Uh, <laughs> Cap, we'll talk to you on Friday, okay. and then we will absolutely be talking to you every day beginning on Monday. Have a great show tonight. To All right, man. Have a good night, guys. All right, man. Be good. Uh, Cap's coming up next. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brother. Great job, Laura and Greg. Thanks to all our guests today, Kirk Morrison, Ryan Smith, uh, and, of course, Mama Momo. Cap Show is up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Short show tomorrow. We're leading right into the Lakers game. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN.